0: Before we begin our message today, let's have a prayer. Father, we thank you for uh, another year. We thank you for the blessings that you are going to give us. And we know that because we know you're going to take care of us. You promised you would. I ask you to bless the message and those that are listening to it. Uh, that we will get a blessing from it and apply many of the truths that uh, I speak about to our lives. We pray in Jesus' name with forgiveness of our sins. Amen. I got the title of this message uh, from a song from uh, Dolly Parton and Zach Williams. Sing it. You may have heard it or may not have heard it, but the title is "There Was." there was Jesus. And the scripture verse the Lord led me to was John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So the title there was Jesus. Well, where was Jesus? Well, he was he was in heaven, he'd already resurrected from the dead, we know that, and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He is the great I Am. There are a lot of I Am's in the scripture, and Jesus is every one of them. He was part of creating all things. He, he came to earth as a baby and, and had to be put in a feeding trough for a baby crib. Can you imagine the smell, uh, the slobber that comes from cattle or whatever was feeding in that trough. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, droppings of food and stuff that might have been in it. I mean, I just can't imagine uh, what it would have been like for Mary and Joseph putting their baby in a feed trough. Especially the Lord. But there was Jesus later on. He was was, uh, 12 years old. And that's when we hear about him again after uh, he was around 2 years old. But in Luke chapter 2, verse 40, let me look that up right quick. Luke chapter 2, And uh, verse 40. Um, uh, It says, The child continued to grow and became strong, increasing in wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And then it says over in verse 52 of this chapter, of Luke chapter 2. Having a time finding it here. Let's see, Luke chapter 2. It says, and, And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So he was growing up. And then at this point, there was uh, was Jesus baptized by uh, John the Baptist. Over in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17, says, Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized to you. Do you come to me? Uh, but Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it at this time, or in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. And after being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove, and lighting on him, and behold, a voice out of heaven said, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased." <clears throat> so the only time we we hear uh, of Jesus again was in the beginning of his ministry at age thirty. Uh, in the, in the, some of the things that happened with him, uh, there was Jesus walking on the water why, why why, did he walk on the water he was proving to people to his disciples and everybody else that saw him that he was God he could do what is impossible for man to do he always has always will then there was Jesus raising his friend Lazarus from the dead now Jesus cried over Lazarus because he was a dear friend uh, and that he had died but the purpose behind all this the story is that Jesus wanted to show people the glory of God and the story of Lazarus really uh, encourages our faith because it's about the resurrection it's about friends that know Christ that will be raised from the dead. Then there was Jesus healing the, the ten lepers. Uh, they called out to him and and, uh, and Jesus went and healed all ten of them. But you know what happened? Only one came back to him and that was a Samaritan. He was hated by the Jews. But the lesson behind this uh, healing of the lepers and the, and the one coming back to him is just being thankful for healing. That that one leper came to him and he thanked Jesus for healing him. And we can thank Jesus for healing us. And then there was Jesus feeding the multitudes, 4,000 at one time in another area 5,000. Uh, And of course you know the abundance that was left over out of just a little few pieces of bread and a couple of fishes and uh, a couple of fish and uh, there were 12 baskets left over after feeding thousands of people. But what that shows is the people is what little power they have without him. Then there was there was Jesus healing a blind man. And that was basically to show us that he is a miracle worker. That's all he knows. That's all he does is miracles in your life and my life, every day, all the time. I remember what Paul said, you know, this healing of this blind man uh, by Jesus. But Paul said, hey, listen, I was blind But now I can see, and he was talking about spiritual things. There was Jesus, the most important thing in Paul's life after he was saved. Then there was Jesus. He was waiting for a man to be lowered from the roof of a house. That man had four friends. That fellow was in a bed. He was bedridden. They tore the roof off of the house, opened up a hole big enough to get him down in the bed to lower him to Jesus. Uh, and Jesus took him. And of course, this is a lesson of faith and forgiveness. The men had faith, and the man in the bed had faith, and they lowered him down. Jesus said, You are healed. He said, I, you, Your sins are forgiven because of your faith. Now take up your bed and go home. Then there was Jesus casting out a demon. Demons over in Mark chapter 5. I want to read to you about this uh, demoniac, this insane person. Uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 1 through 12. They came to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gazerines. And when he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. And he had his dwellings among the tombs and no one was able to bind him any more, even with a chain. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Constantly night and day he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and gashing himself with stones. <clears throat> Jesus seeing Jesus seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and he bowed before him and shouting with a loud voice and He said, "What business do we have with each other? Jesus, Son of the most High God, I implore you by God not to torment me, for he had been saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit' And he was asking him, What's your name? And he said to Jesus, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he began to employ him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now there was a large herd of swine feeding nearby on the mountain. The demons implored him, saying, Send us into the swine so that we may enter them. Jesus gave them permission. And coming out, the unclean spirits entered the swine, and the herd rushed down to the steep bank into the sea, about 2,000 of them, and they were drowned in the sea. And the herdsmen ran away and reported it to the city and the country, and the people came to see what had happened. They came to, to Jesus and observed the man who had been demon possessed sitting down clothed in his right mind uh, the very man who had had the legion and they were frightened and so uh, what happened was the fellow got saved he came to Jesus and he bowed down and they had this conversation and <clears throat> we see here that the man was setting and the scripture it says, and not screaming. He was praising and not cursing. He was dressed, not naked. And he was in his right mind and not insane. And so we can see from that Jesus being the miracle worker that he was, and even being concerned about those uh, that are lost. Now, There was also Jesus in the garden. He was in the garden praying. If you remember correctly, he prayed, not my will, but thy will be done. And so as God's will was done, there was Jesus on the cross. Then there was Jesus in the grave. And then there was Jesus, praise God, resurrected from the dead. And then there was Jesus watching you being born into this world. Watching you to uh, come to him by faith when the Holy Spirit of God enters your life. Watching you being baptized. Jesus said he was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. Well, we are to be baptized to do the same thing. Jesus wanted to do to be baptized in the manner that He was. That doesn't wash away your sins. Faith washes away your sins. Jesus forgives us our sins, and so He was watching you going to church to worship Him every Sunday. Watching you reading and studying His Word, He was watching you praying. Then there was Jesus supplying all of your needs. Then was Jesus giving you comfort and peace in the hard times of this life. Then there was Jesus helping you to love the unlovely which we were not able to do when we were lost. And there was Jesus helping you forgiving your enemies. 7 times 70 then there was Jesus watching you grow spiritually. You know, Jesus said, blessed are those that do not see me, but yet believe. <clears throat> then there was Jesus watching you grow older. You know, most of us know what that's like. But gray hair, false teeth, glasses, and hearing aids. And so we are growing older. Then there was Jesus watching you die. Yes, it's appointed of the man to die. And after that, the judgment. Then there was Jesus sending his angels for you. Over in uh, Luke chapter 16, beginning in verse 22. Now, if you don't believe there's a hell, well, here's the reason to believe it. Because Jesus is the one that told the story. See, there was a poor man who had died and was carried away by angels. There's the proof that God's going to do that for us into Abraham's bosom. And this rich man, he had died and then was buried. doesn't mention anything about him uh, going to heaven because he was loving his money more than he loved God. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. And he saw Abraham far away, and Lazarus in his bosom and he cried out and said father Abraham have mercy on me and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue for I am in agony in this flame but Abraham said child remember that during your life you received your good things likewise Lazarus bad things but now he is being comforted And you are in agony. And he says, besides all this, between us and you, there is a great uh, blockage, a a, a great chisel fixed, a great gap fixed. So that those who wish to come over from here to you are not going to be able to. And that, that none may cross over from there to us. You remember David mentioned this at one point when his, when his son, son, baby son died. And he said, I know that, I, that you can't come back to me, but I do know that I can come to you. And so he said, you're, you're, the, the dead cannot come back, but those that die will be reunited. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers. And this is the importance of what I'm talking about. Family members and friends being lost. He said, In order that he may warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets, so let them hear them. And so the moral of this story is there is a hell, it's real. People do not have to go there. Uh and there is no there's a great gulf fixed between earth, hell, and heaven. Now It's all impossible for us to go back and forth. Once we're, we're, we're died, then we are uh, <clears throat> uh, in a fixed state forever and ever, of course. Uh, so, you have to remember one thing. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And lastly, there was Jesus welcoming you into your new new home in, in, in heaven. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Jesus making it possible that we can have a home in heaven. We just pray that you will have your will and your way done in our lives while we're here, that you will use us for your glory. Thank you so much for the many precious promises that you give us as well as supplying our needs. And this basically helping us through each and every day because we know we can't do it without you. And I do ask you, Lord, to forgive us of our sins. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.